Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. It's been a while. Um, We're now into 2022, two weeks into 2022, so I hope um, it's going okay for you guys. You know, I hope your plans that you made for your New Year's resolutions are going well. If not, we are still in a pandemic and that's okay, so just do what you can. Um, Let's see, what has changed since the last time I've released an episode? Well, I've moved cities. I moved back into my city. I moved to another city in 2020 for work. And so I was able to get a job here in the city that I moved from. So I'm currently in the middle of training for the ICU. So I am two weeks in now. My training goes until the third week of February. Then I will start working independently on the floor. But uh, it's been exciting. Otherwise, um, just had to do a lot of moving, a lot of multitasking to move in time to start my training. But that's not what I want to chat about today. Today I want to do a quick review episode on hypoglycemia, which you see a lot in the clinical setting. So for hypoglycemia, basically means low concentration of glucose in the bloodstream, which results from abnormalities in homeostasis, like glucose homeostasis. So it may occur in patients with or without diabetes. So in patients with diabetes, it is often a result of mismanagement of their diabetes. If they're in the hospital, sometimes with um, tests and um, the patient is being sick, their blood sugar testing. Usually we are pretty good on the floor with testing their blood sugars at mealtime, but if a patient is acutely ill, sometimes their blood sugar might be hard to kind of manage. Like they might spike really high and then you'll treat them with insulin and they'll spike like low. So their variability in the hospital when they're acutely sick is very like drastic compared to when they are stable at home are having the usual meals are having, they have their usual routines. So those are kinds of things that affect a blood sugar for a diabetic. And also for people without diabetes, the causes may, like the causes are diverse, but the person would have symptoms similar to someone who's diabetic when they're low. And basically they might have signs and symptoms such as altered mental status if it's very low. They might have um, other symptoms. Let me see what I can bring up for you here for symptoms. So you might, for the patient, they might have fatigue. They might have a headache. They might feel palpitations. They might have difficulty thinking clearly. They might be a bit confused, like a bit hazy. And then, of course, if it's extremely low, possibly have seizures or go into a coma. But typically, you get that kind of urge that you're hungry, like, you just feel like you need to eat something, which is very typical. Everybody gets that feeling. And usually you grab a snack or you have your lunch or you have full meal, whatever it is. But you start to get those signals from your body. You say, hey, our blood sugar is kind of trending downward. So please consume anything that has sugar. Thanks. Um, what else? The patient might have blurred vision if it's really low or they don't tolerate very low sugars. They might have trembling, they might have clammy skin, they might have diaphoresis, tachycardia is a very common one for low sugars, Um, they might have hypertension, that's not a usual that you see in patients in the clinical setting, Um, what else, they might be agitated, you know when you, well I get this a lot, I get very 
irritable and like hangry when I know my blood sugar is low and I haven't eaten anything in hours. So I definitely get the agitation um, symptom. Uh, otherwise, I don't have diabetes, but I can feel my lows really badly when I haven't eaten in a while. Um, otherwise, they might have nausea, they may have stomach upset, vomiting. So those are kind of like signs and symptoms that someone might have a low blood sugar and you want to check their blood sugar just to see where they are. And what else can I tell you about it? So blood sugar is, of course, the primary source of energy for our cells and for metabolism of our cells. And it is regulated by different um, hormones, insulin, glucagon, all of those lovely things in your blood. Um, so, of course, insulin puts glucose away into the cells so that they can use it for metabolism. So it lowers the glucose levels in the blood. And then also you have glucagon, which means, uh-oh, glucose is all gone. So you need glucagon. And glucagon will then go into the <laughs> liver and cells that, like muscle cells that store glucose and release it into the bloodstream. So uh, what else can I tell you about it? Okay, so if a patient has repeated hypoglycemic episodes, it may decrease the threshold at which they feel the symptoms of hypoglycemia. So they'll be like very sensitive to it if they keep getting such lows all the time. Their body will just kind of like lower the sensitivity. So like as soon as they like become low and their blood sugar is low, they'll like start to feel unwell. They'll start to feel awful and they'll be like, oh, my blood sugar must be low. So that it's kind of like a mechanism that helps the body just to like prompt the person to consume food if they are able to. So causes of hypoglycemia can be um, insulin, it could be oral anti-diabetic medications, quinolones also cause hypoglycemia, um, beta adrenergic blockers also lower it, alcohol can lower your blood sugar, critical illness such as sepsis or hepatic or acute kidney injury can lower it, hormone deficiency, um, non-isolate cell tumor. You can also have malnourishment, um, endogenous hyperinsulinemia. So like your cells are overproducing insulin and basically like shoving the blood sugar into your cells. And it gets absorbed and you get low blood sugar quite rapidly, like constantly all the time because of how much they're just pumping out insulin into the bloodstream. Risk factors for hypoglycemia, of course... Um, if you have excessive alcohol intake, if you're fasting, this is a common or a normal response for your body, essentially. If you have a history, like your family has a history of hypoglycemia, then you're more at risk for having hypoglycemia yourself. Renal insufficiency combined, of course, with advanced age or getting older. And then certain medications such as sulfonylureas, cancer, like tumors from the cancer can also cause hypoglycemia. And um, gastric surgery can also cause um, basically issues with your issues with your um, blood sugar. What else? What else? What else? So, hypoglycemia is very common in patients who have 
diabetes, especially type 1 diabetes, just because they don't have that pancreas there to basically help and monitor and adjust their blood sugar slash um, insulin ratio. So they need to, of course, monitor it themselves externally through testing their blood sugar, giving themselves insulin if they need to, and then consuming food if their blood sugar is low. Or, of course, giving themselves glucagon if it's extremely low and they don't have fast-acting glucose nearby and they somehow have glucagon, they can use that to try to increase their blood sugar. It's um, very uncommon in patients without any form of diabetes, but it still can happen in people who, have, who do not have diabetes. Um, it can occur at any age to have the symptoms of hypoglycemia. So, um, let's see, let's see could also be caused by um, idiopathic causes or upper GI surgery, which I mentioned earlier, gastric surgery was one of the causes. So this has been reported most often in women who are ages 25 to 35 who've had these surgeries experiencing hypoglycemia. Complications, of course, seizures, coma, and death is the ultimate complication if this is not corrected. This also goes for hyperglycemia. Um, also, what are you looking for? So diagnostics, of course, you just take their blood sugar. You can also get their blood sugar through the lab work, but the fastest way is to poke their finger, check out their blood sugar, see how it's doing. Um, they can do more, if the person's not diabetic, they can do more, like, investigative, um, diagnostics just to see, like, what could be causing them to have hypoglycemia if they're not diabetics. So they could do, like, kidney and liver function tests. Um, they can do, what else can they do? Um, hemoglobin A1C just to do like a general over a couple of months how their blood sugar has been trending and then of course just the poke in the finger to check their current blood sugar. They also might um, do a CT if they suspect a tumor somewhere along the GI tract that might be causing this hypoglycemia and treatment of course you um, initiate the hypoglycemia protocol every hospital has one you give the patient fast-acting glucose, and you recheck it every 15 minutes. Of course, if the patient is unconscious, you have to give them dextrose through the IV, so you need IV access. And, um, yeah, so those are the most important things is just give them fast-acting insulin in any route that you are able to based on the patient presentation in front of you. And then, of course, what else? Um, monitor their vitals afterwards. If they've come around or they've responded to your... Um, therapy usually um, if you give them dextrose um, d50 iv they respond well some patients take like two rounds of dextrose before they wake up but most patients respond to fast acting um, glucose and then after that you want to give them something with more protein and fats to sustain their blood sugar so you can give them a more fuller meal afterwards once they come to and they're more alert and they can chat with you and converse and their mental status improves then you can give them something with a bit more substance to um, maintain them and then of course check for any underlying cause such as infection that could like sepsis was um, one of the causes that could lead to hypoglycemia so of course run further tests afterwards if this is new for the patient and they're not a diabetic or they are a diabetic but this is new for them and then diet considerations, nothing by mouth. If the patient is unconscious, you're going to be giving dextrose to the IV. And then, of course, fast-acting carbohydrates. Could be juice, 
could be um what do you call it little packets of honey and of course those dextrose tablets that they can chew like four of those they can chew and then repeat that if that doesn't work and then of course gradually increase the their activity as they tolerate and um instead of well not instead of uh dextrose but you can also give glucagon if the patient is like unconscious instead of dextrose you can give glucagon also and what else what else they can do surgical interventions if it's a tumor causing the hypoglycemia um what else what else can i tell you of course you can always consult the diabetes educator for these patients if they do have diabetes and they're a known diabetic just to help with their blood sugar management um let's see monitor their blood sugar afterwards as ordered and provide adequate nutrition to them of course and then just provide um education to them about the whole event what they could do to prevent it next time and that is mainly it for hypoglycemia or a quick review of hypoglycemia so i hope you guys enjoyed the episode i will try to release another episode this week um i am doing online zoom classes monday to friday 8 to 4 p.m so i'm usually pretty tired after eight hours of consuming information but i will do my best to release another episode this week and i hope you guys have a great rest of your week i hope you guys are um having some successes in your studies and your reviews i do appreciate you guys tuning in and i will see you in the next episode bye now Mm -hmm.